You're on mute. Bitch, what a rookie mistake. What are you doing? All kinds of shit right before uh there. I'm not gonna repeat myself because um that that wouldn't be proper. Nobody knows anything you said. <laughs> Look who's back, folks. Oh because you did not demand it, Rob. That's true. Has returned. Yeah, nobody was like, hey, where's where's the uh Caucasian? Um <laughs> Um, that usually joins you. Nobody asked. Uh, no, no. Co- a couple people last week when we were playing a, a particular game, people were like, Yo, where's Rob for this shit? <laughs> no, yeah, because answer. they were like, hey, <laughs> Rob would know this answer. Where is he at? Um, and nobody else really gave a shit. Yeah. So welcome, folks. Welcome to the Sidekick Show. If you're catching this on the replay, we are live every Monday at 8.15 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. So please join us. Join us in the chat like Lewis is and like Frazier is. I don't know if anyone else is hiding in the chat. Sometimes uh, you don't have access to uh, the typey-typey part. Um, so welcome to the show. We are going to be talking about Back to the Future later. But uh, I don't know if Rob's got any news, but I've got some new stuff coming to the shop. I uh, do. And we're going to find out what Rob was up to all this time. Oh, uh, boy, many, buddy. I we're going go, we're gonna to go through all the stuff. On, I have on his list. list. Oh yeah. Okay. Because I because I, I didn't really get to do much except for uh, work related stuff, which was a blast. Um. So I, I had a pretty good weekend, Rob. But uh, oh. you have been away for two weeks from this show, right? Like, yeah. It, it feels like two weeks. <laughs> so so here's let let's go to the way back time machine. Ready? Um. And on the May two for weekend, I uh so we did not record the Heroes World podcast that Thursday because I was out of town attending my daughter's dance competition up in Deerhurst. Um. So that was like over the May two for a weekend. Sunday night. Oh, first of all, Saturday, massive storm rips through uh a lot of southern Ontario, including my area. But where That's I was, insane. I was, dude, I was playing tennis. I had no idea. People. People were like, um, "You're playing oh, tennis, were you?" <laughs> I was playing tennis with a backhand swing and shooting some hoops, uh, but Deerhurst. And people were like, "Yo, there's a storm happening in the GTA." And I was like, "No, we get sunny here." Um, I get home Sunday, and you know my 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 lawn looks like a disaster. Whatever, man. Uh, no power. Power comes back on. Lost all the food. Anyways, that night my wife and I have tickles in our throats. We're like. <clears throat> And we thought, you know, we've been away for four or five days. We're probably just really tired. Monday morning, we both wake up and we're not, we're feeling like out of sorts. The day goes on, we test, come back as negative for COVID, although we're starting to feel something's not right. Literally, dude, an hour and a half later, my wife walks by and we, because I guess we just didn't throw the test out. It was still on the counter. She looks, she goes, oh my God. It's come up as positive. I'm like, no, bullshit, right? (laughs) Because we did the 15 minutes, it said negative. But between the 15 minutes and an hour and a half or two hours later, little faint purple line came up. Needless to say, I, my wife and I are both tested positive. My daughter tested positive a few days later. Um, I'm on week two. And I got to tell you, John, this is like the worst. Like I, I am still (laughs) not a hundred percent. We recorded a, the the main show with you, Stu, and myself last Thursday, and I was hacking away. While you were playing the intro, I was having a coughing fit uh, for tonight. <laughs> so this is going to be really interesting to see how things go. But um, yeah, you know, you can. I listen, man. I'm double vaxxed and triple vax boosted and all that. Some people, it's like spinning the roulette wheel. It's like, oh, you get a headache. I didn't get the headaches, but I got the chills, the fevers. The really sore throat, the caught. Oh, it's been brutal. So 
that's been two weeks so far uh, of so, my so experience. It, it lived up to the hype. <laughs> oh, it did not disappoint. This was not like walking into Morbius expecting that maybe there might be something redeeming <laughs> about that movie. Like there was absolutely nothing uh, redeeming about COVID. But let me just tell you, um, thanks to everybody who didn't actually reach out to see if I was fine. I watched a ton of stuff, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll so yeah, we, we've added this new segment to the show and it's actually a lot of fun. So we're going to ask, how was your weekend? So you guys in the comments, let us know uh, how, how was your weekend? What you, would you get up to? Did you watch any TV movies or uh, read some comics or anything? Well, co Rob's coughing up a lung here. Um, yeah, we're going to go through, we're going to attempt to go through his checklist of what, what went down um, during, during his uh, a break. <laughs> Yeah. Quote unquote. Um, but but let, let, let's hit it, Rob. What, what do you want to start with? Do you have them in order of TV, movies, and, and other miscellaneous? I do. I do. And actually, I just wanted to say a big thank you to um, to Gord and to Sarah and your brother Chris on the Top Gun night. I was supposed to be there. Uh, I was not able to literally get off uh, out of bed on that Monday night. And then last week, I saw your your game, and it was a whole lot of fun. So uh, thanks to those guys for, for uh, stepping in, and, and I'm glad everybody had a good time. Yeah. Okay. So, dude. You know, people kept saying, hey, while you're off, you have an opportunity to catch up on all your TV shows that you, and movies that you haven't seen. But the problem was is that you kind of in like this weird, like hazy moment where you, you're losing, like I can't concentrate on what I was watching. So I thought, oh, I'm going to throw in a, uh, a documentary. Help me sleep, John. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, it didn't. I feel like that's the worst idea. <laughs> Cocaine Cowboys Miami. So now I had seen the previous Cocaine Cowboys documentary on Netflix. I thought, oh, I'm going to throw on this one. This was like day one. Like It was on the, the Monday afternoon or maybe it was a Tuesday morning. Watched all six episodes. Okay. If you guys have Netflix and you're thinking, hey, I might want to throw in Cocaine Cowboys Miami, don't do it. It was a horrible <laughs> documentary. It was six episodes. It was four episodes too long. Uh, so I saw that. I saw Kids in the Hall, Comedy Punk's documentary on the Kids in the Hall. They have a new show that's out on Amazon. Uh, okay, so you watched the documentary, but you didn't I watched watch the I watched a two-part documentary. <laughs> I didn't watch the new season because I wasn't in the mood to laugh, John, because every oh, time yeah. I laugh, I cough. Okay, uh, Netflix. I watched The Lincoln Lawyer. So this is a movie with Matthew McConaughey from 2011. They've now done a television show. <laughs> Sounds boring as fuck, by the way. Anyways, go on. <laughs> it actually wasn't that bad. If you're into like legal dramas, it's a really easy watch, dude. Ten episodes. <laughs> legal dramas that are not the Johnny uh, Johnny Depp Amber case. No, I no, I didn't watch any of that. Um, I watched uh, the Mayor of Kingstown. I watched yes. all ten episodes of that. That was I've been recommending to that show. that to you since you got Paramount Plus. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. Let me see. Um. Uh. Oh, like a Rolling Stone, the life and times of Ben Fong Torres. So if if you are a Rolling Stone magazine aficionado, or if you have any general idea. Uh, you would know that one of the the longest writers of, of the Rolling Stone magazine tenure was Ben Fong Torres. If a name sounds familiar, you've never read Rolling Stone. The likelihood is you've watched Almost Famous, uh, where he is portrayed very briefly in that. So I watched that. Um, oh, George Carlin's America, uh, John. It's a two um, a two episode documentary um, by Judd Apatow. Okay. Uh, each is about an hour and 40 minutes in length. So it's about a four-hour documentary. Yeah. If you're a George Carlin fan, fantastic. If you're not a fan, but you've seen some of his stuff on Twitter, especially every time there's like some big mass news event, uh, people seem to repost a lot of his stuff from the 70s and 80s. It's definitely worth checking out George Carlin's America. 
Um, and then a bunch of the TV shows that we've reviewed, movie-wise, John, I saw Old Henry on Netflix. If you're a fan of Westerns, I highly recommend checking out Old Henry with uh, Tim Blake Nelson. I think you would <laughs> love watching that. Yeah. And then I watched <laughs> Captain Marvel. Be why not? Um, rewatched. Were you rewatched. watching yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Rewatched. I rewatched uh, Thor. Random. Thor 1. one. And two. Because I'm in the midst of reading the Aaron um jason aaron thor omnibus and so oh, yeah. i kind of feel like i need to be involved and enveloped in the thor i've watched rewatched avengers the first avengers movie and john last last year i said that this movie was going to be it was my most anticipated of summer 2021 <laughs> i watched it it finally hit crave a couple weeks ago it's uh m night Shyamalan's old yeah, old okay what's the verdict no, it just it, listen. If you if you're already paying for Crave, then just watch it. Um, <laughs> if you have like a free ninety minutes, you're not missing much. You're not going to lose out if you don't see the movie. You're not really going to win anything if you see the movie. It's just, it is. So, so Rob's proposing that if you want to waste ninety minutes, go ahead and do it with old. I'm pretty sure when you uh, when I think we were doing our upcoming hype. Uh, train or whatever the hell special it was and Rob yep. was like old by M. Night Shyamalan where you go yep. on a beach and you get old fast and yep. I, and everybody else just laughed at him and went no way yeah I know I was wrong and oh finally Stranger Things season 4 I know that yep. you Sarah Gordon Chris were talking about it last week I did watch uh, season 4 I killed it in the first weekend my son and I watched it it is phenomenal I'm actually going to talk a little bit about Stranger Things when we talk about Back to the Future so John that is my list, man. That's a whole bunch of shit that I've I've watched in the last uh, two weeks. <laughs> what, what what was your favorite out of all those things, and why was it Top Gun Maverick? Yeah, oh, I did see Top Gun Maverick. I I didn't put that in. I did see it. What was my favorite thing? Uh, if I was to pick, I really liked Mayor of Kingstown. If you have people haven't seen it with Jeremy Renner, I really recommend it. It's on Paramount Plus. Um, Old Henry. I got to tell you guys, Old Henry on Netflix is a fantastic movie. Again, it's a western. But it's like super good. Like it's like I was really, really impressed with it. So yeah, right. so, yeah I, I think so I'm Rob, forgetting something, but whatever. That's, Rob's I've main got recommendation is uh, 18 yeah, things on here. So old Henry. Um, I, I do highly recommend Top Gun. That was one of, that's still fresh in my mind. Um, so Frazier and uh, Lewis saw Top Gun Maverick. I'm sure they loved it. Um, Sarah says she watched uh, the sadness on iTunes, a Chinese horror movie. Um, and she said it's the most effed up scenes I've ever seen, which must be a feat, actually, because I know these kind of movies are Sarah slash Gord jams. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna not watch. This. Like, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and not watch this. <laughs> I think we should just probably avoid that. And Gord says, "Yeah, Stranger Things. Um, yeah, Stranger Things is one of those things I missed the boat um, originally on it, so I'm like way behind. So I'm gonna have to go and just sit down and go through all of it." At uh, one point, yes. My son asked me, he goes, are you ever going to review Stranger Things on the show? And I said, John has never seen. And he goes, then just tell him to watch all four seasons and get ready for the fifth. <laughs> I don't think your son sounds like that, but okay. He sounds like that. He goes, like, has John watched Stranger <laughs> Things? And I said, no, Sly, he hasn't. He's like, you, you, what? Yo, look at this alone. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on Stranger Things? Right, we should do a whole podcast in, the, in their bad Stallone voices. Sorry, right. Stallone, um, but you sound funny. Um, <laughs> 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 okay, so yeah, I, I I can't top Rob's list. Um, uh, 
Uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, yeah, what did we get up to this weekend? I didn't really, I had a really busy time at the store, a lot yeah. of stuff going on, a lot of new releases and things like that. So that was really cool. Um, but what took up a lot of my time is we got a really cool shout out um, oh, from Miss Marvel herself, uh, yeah. Iman. Uh, she, they posted this nice little graphic up uh, and it does say uh, she grew up in Markham, Ontario, Canada. Uh, she thrives on bubble tea. So not boba. So, you know, she's from uh, Canada. And it says her favorite comic book store is Heroes World. So we got a nice little shout out. I got a lot of messages, a lot of people sharing that. And that that, that that's always a good feeling. Um, not not necessarily to say that we, we wanted, uh, you know, clout or anything like that. But it's just nice to know that we are part of someone's life. And they, they thought fondly of us. Uh, I always love it. You guys all do the same thing for us. You guys share. You guys like. You guys tell other people about us. Um, and, that, and that means a lot. So uh, I think... Uh, Doing this, there there are ups and downs of uh, working retail and owning your business. Um, but the people are and and the customers and the and the family. Andre made the joke of family Dominic Toretto styles. Uh, the family that we have acquired through this um, mm -hmm. is what makes it worth it. Um, it's really cool, um, especially if you've been one of the regulars that comes every every week. Rob used to do it. He moved away, so it, so we lost that part. But now we get to get together here like this. Um, but it's cool to be a part of someone's life. Yeah. on a regular basis even even for a couple minutes a day I, I think that's really cool um so i do want to play a quick clip uh i saw of her on twitter which kind of like uh kind of sums up the the type of person i i feel that she was I, I i kind of vaguely remember it was this really sweet um spot in time where kids were coming to the shop and they were coming in and they were rifling through back issues and they would just grab random back issues so rob they weren't like us uh, old guys who were like i gotta get number one two three four five and i gotta get everything in order and you know yeah. what if i don't have all of it they, these kids would just go through bins and just grab random books that they thought the covers looked cool or the character looked cool, and and they and, and they would just buy that one thing and they'd be on their way. It was a really cool thing. I just wanted to play this quick quick yeah. clip of her. Um, they did a, I guess they premiered the show, uh, some type of a red carpet ceremony or something like that. The show does debut June eighth. Uh, so I'm just gonna play this really clip, and you're gonna see how sweet she is. Yeah. Hi, I'm Iman Balani, and I play. And I'm really excited to be here. You know, we've been working on the show for two years, and now it's finally out, and I have so many emotions and so many feelings, but alas. Yeah, so she's, she's super sweet. You can tell she's a really young kid, and I hope she's having a blast, and I hope the show is fantastic, and I hope it means a lot to a lot of people coming out. Uh, Shang-Chi, um, upon reflection, um, is, is a big deal. It was a big deal to me. Um, uh, I just rewatched it because I just uh, Rob, you were you were away because I was so proud. I went through a book, but I cheated. I did the audio book. Uh, I went through yeah. Sammy Lou's book. Uh, yeah. We are we were dreamers uh, in one day and uh, and wow. about his whole ex whole experience. So thank you everybody for always sharing and uh, and letting us be a part of your life. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and you, you know what though, you you guys are a little bit modest. Let me just say this: is that it, there was another clip from uh, Iman uh, did on the red carpet where she started going uh, on about. The Marvel 616. She goes, this is not, the MCU is not Marvel 616. I think it's the 188. She was going on, like, dropping her bona fides. And you don't get to understand that knowledge if you are not a geek. And you're not going to be a geek if you don't have somebody or a, a store who is feeding you that information um, by way of their product. So that's like, like, you know, not to say that she wouldn't be where she is without Heroes World. But I think that you definitely, you and Andre should take uh about to know that you know your you know your store and your environment your friendliness caused her to keep coming back for more and it filled up her brain 
uh, and played a small role into where she she is now. So that's otherwise she wouldn't have shouted you guys out uh, the last few times, including that clip you posted on Facebook today with uh, from Narcity, right? Where they're yeah. like, "Oh, tell us about things in, on t- in Toronto." She goes, "Well, I don't know about Toronto. I'm talking about Markham." Yeah. So uh, you know, I, I you know, I think you guys should totally be uh, super proud of yourselves. Yeah. So I'm thank, proud thank of you. Guys. You. I'm proud of everything. So thank you, Rob. Yeah, it, it was a really good feeling, and it's nice to get all the, all the love from everybody. Uh, at once so it's, it's really cool thank you everybody um so i i can't wait to watch the show um wednesday we're gonna do a review yeah, for yeah. it this week i think yeah yeah and I, and i and i hope i hope she's having a blast you can tell she's a very young yeah. kid um and i hope this experience um and and what it's going to mean to a lot of people um really is uh helps helps her out and helps her have a very uh wonderful career and whatever she wants to do um so let's let's keep it moving i could i could probably talk about her all day and, and this whole project and, and and how much i love everybody here so um let's let's get into uh we're gonna talk a little bit about what's new at the shop this week um and uh yeah and then rob's gonna hit us do you have news rob or i yeah. do yeah i didn't uh, yeah yeah we'll get into it yeah okay yeah so yeah so we got some news and so i'm gonna bring up some stuff that's coming out this week so uh if you're not following us on the uh, instagram and the facebook heroes world online Got a lot of really cool stuff. The new releases are posted every... I've been doing it Sunday. Seems like people like to see it Sunday night. So uh, I'll see how uh, long my schedule holds up for me to get that done. Uh, but we have a big title coming out this week, Rob. It's Marvel X or Crossover oh, Fortnite Zero War. So it's the big crossover book. Everybody's been asking about it uh, last couple months. Um, the last Fortnite uh, DC crossover did very, very well for us. It yeah. did come out during the pandemic, so it was kind of a bummer. We didn't get to see all these new uh, young readers, <laughs> especially lots of uh, younger kids would be pulling up to the uh, – to the. we'll have to do like a whole show on just what it was like, the pandemic uh, on retail and on everybody's lives and stuff yeah, like that. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it, you know, people would be pulling up to the, to the door to pick up their copy of the DC Fortnite book. Um, I could see their kids in the back seat or in the passenger seat, and they were very appreciative that we were kind of bringing it to the, bringing it to people and making it available. Um, so it's going to be nice to be able to see some new faces, hopefully, and maybe some returning faces um, to come back for this book. Uh, Rob, are you looking forward to picking up some more Fortnite comics? Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, you know, I got to say, I really did enjoy the uh, the the first uh, six issues that they, DC and Fortnite did. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, and so much like my son got into it, and we got his friends recalling the store. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. Very appreciative, Rob. Yeah, and, and, and they had that. And Noah sent, sent, sent his buddies, so I hopefully, hopefully yeah. I got it to them in in time. I, I know I had to ship some yeah. of those out, and some people came all the way up from your your hood to come to us. So yeah, uh, hopefully they can if they need it from me, tell them to hit me up. If not, hopefully they can find it a little closer to home, and and just everybody be reading this book and enjoying. So there are a whole bunch of the catch for this is why it's getting people into it is because it also does come with a download code. Um, so I've got on here the quick list of when the issues release. So June 8th is issue one and then so on and so on. So July 13th. So it looks like they're going about a month apart for this one. It feels like they were a little bit faster last time. Um, and the first thing you get is a Spider-Man based outfit. Uh, and then you're going to get an Iron Man wrap and a whole bunch of stuff. And then it says, once you get all the codes, mm-hmm. you're going to be granted uh, some type of additional outfit unlock i'm sure we're gonna it's gonna be leaked and we're gonna find out what exactly it is any guesses on what it might be rob maybe another spider-man costume uh no maybe galactus i just the reason i say that is because you saw galactus played a role in that oh in that cover so i wonder if there'll be a galactus some type of galactus uh yeah i feel like it's gonna be a skin it usually was a big yeah, thing like a bigger item to kind of give you a really nice benefit of getting all these so that's really cool um i can't wait to see all the all the all the people in uh, to check this book out. So if you need this, hit me up. Uh, should be available this week on uh, Wednesday. 
Uh, next uh, next up, I'm going to show you some pre-orders from Sideshow. Mm. I feel like it's been a minute and Rob wasn't with us. So I figured I'd show off some cool statues, Rob. So this is Tweeterhead. Uh, Tweeterhead, Sideshow, yeah. Poison Ivy. This is a variant color version. So they originally did do uh, a skin tone version. Here's a, here's a funky picture of it, uh, you know, mm. superimposed on this weird, like what's this giant leaf um, they have on display here? And again, with the books. palm off and put it into a, a vase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah these are always funny to see um but yeah they did a, a regular skin version of her and this is the new kind of green skinned poison ivy which i feel like is her uh <laughs> traditional look nowadays in the animated yeah series. i would agree and, and in the yeah. comics she's kind of rocking the green green skin and looking more kind of plant-like so mm. this is a really cool piece uh looking forward to this sideshow is uh, really kicking it into high gear it, they kind of uh i don't know if they put things on hold uh, same with this Twitter head company if they put things on hold during the pandemic but a lot of stuff is coming out so let me show you something else uh this one's for sarah here this is a sonia blade uh iron iron studios statue in the one tenth scale uh looks like it's based off the original video game this is kind of her traditional look but it's got the high ponytail i don't remember if she had the high ponytail in the know. first game yeah i don't believe so i think she had the kind of like a bob yeah going on, bob, think. yeah but, uh, but i could be wrong uh i feel like this is the mortal kombat 2 movie version uh but this is a pretty cool there's a pretty cool piece. Like Iron Studios is killing it. They got a whole bunch of other pieces. So I'm going to show off some more next time. But they're they're just hitting all kinds of different properties and 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 giving you a, a bunch in a set so you can fill your whole shelf. Uh, so let me keep it moving here. This is a Captain Marvel. Uh, so Sideshow is bringing back their premium format. So this is a one quarter scale, um, not particularly based off of Brie Larson. I don't believe so. It looks like a comic book version. Yeah. I can't place a particular artist. Um, but here's another funny rendering of it next to your nice fancy uh, antique chair and clock. And you're wainscoting. <laughs> look, at, look at the molding on the wall. This yeah. is a pretty pimp-ass apartment, whatever this is. But it, this is a really nice piece. These premium format statues are usually really, really high-end. Yeah. Uh, really, really crispy looking. Uh, and we've got the Hot Toys Scarlet Witch. I didn't want to show too many of the Hot Toys. They've announced a lot of them because some people might not have seen uh, Multiverse of Madness. Uh, but I figure you guys know have seen at least the version of Scarlet Witch. Um, so this is the Hot Toys Scarlet Witch. Well, as an aside, John, people will be able yeah. to see uh, Multiverse of Madness June twenty second. If you have, oh yes, coming straight to Disney Plus. Uh, I believe right. that that uh, the unlock you had to pay for the unlock for for at first, right? And then it. No, I don't free. think so. No, I think oh, it's really? it's free to stream as long as you've got your Disney Plus membership. I think it's free to stream. All right, so we'll see. I, I look forward to rewatching that one. Uh, how do you, how do you like this likeness to Brie Brie uh, Brie Olson? Brie, Brie, Brie Olson. No, Elizabeth no, Brie Olson. Larson. Elizabeth Olson. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, <laughs> <And> Olson. <laughs> one of the Olson, not the twins. Um, yeah, no, I think it's, I actually like the, the likeness on the right a lot more than on the left. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, this is going to be a really nice piece. So that is yeah. the Scarlet Witch. So since Rob's back, I figured we play a little game. So a little bit of Price of Right action. Um, okay. I want you, if you can, Rob. Uh, do you want to put these statues in order of price, lowest to highest? Uh, what do you What are you feeling on this one? Um, okay, so lowest. To, do I have to guess the actual price? No, 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 no. Just, oh, just, just lowest to highest. Just, okay. just the order. Um, I'm gonna go Scarlet Witch first as the lowest. Yeah, this is a deluxe Hot Toys. Remember, it's got the thing on her back and that. Okay. The 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 candles all around her. Um, okay, I'm going to, you swap, okay, so Sonya Blade is second. 
Um, and uh, there you go. I think that that's fine. Yeah. I think so because um, the tweeter head statues are really, really impressive. Uh, they've they've been coming out uh, some um, really on the scene in the last I would say three years or so, uh, three four years, and their their stuff is really improving, but it is getting pretty pricey. Um, yeah. But it's good quality. Um, yeah. The Iron Studios one tenth. I'm just trying to decide: is that more or less than the Scarlet Witch? I mean, the Captain Marvel is is obvious. I mean, that's the high that's the high end. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think. You know what? I don't know. I feel like you might have just one tenth Iron Studio. Okay, swap uh, uh, Scarlet Witch and Sonya Blade. Sonya Blade and Scarlet Witch. All yeah, right, I, I think I'm I'm confident in that. All right, let's go. Is this the time that Rob wins? I don't know if you've won any of these before, Rob, but I usually make, I kind of stack it to make it harder for you. So let's go. First one, Sonya Blade, 170 bucks USD. So not bad for a Sonya Blade statue. Uh, yeah, really and I hope they do all the other Mortal Kombat characters because that'll look hella cool. Yeah, um, Scarlet Witch at 320 for this deluxe version, USD. Uh, let's go. Poison Ivy, 400 bucks for this tweeter head statue. And then the Captain Marvel is 625 for the premium format. Uh, thank you for playing, Rob. You win nothing, but ah, oh, come um, on. We'll have a, a home version of this game. I'll, I'll send you this right. uh, Jamboard slide. You can play at home with the family. <laughs> no, uh, Lewis is right on the money, I think, too. He had the same thoughts as you. No, good for you, um, Lewis. <laughs> Let's see. Sarah had Sonya, Witch, Ivy, and Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is. I felt maybe this one was a little, a little bit too obvious. Um, but yeah, that's 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 what we got. And then two more announcements. Quickly at the store, we are getting the new D and D Magic: The Gathering Commander Legends set this week officially. Uh, and then we all are we also are taking pre-orders for the brand new Warhammer or Horse Heresy Age of Darkness set. I can't wait for this set. There's going to be a lot of models. There's a lot of work. To be done but uh they're gonna look hella cool uh but let me toss it over to rob who's back it's nice to have you back rob thanks uh, let's, buddy I'm let's just talk to the news uh before i want to i want to give a big shout out to you for a yeah. quick second again this is like the love john um i uh had put this request in uh for john for the death and return of superman omnibus it came into the store i want to say it was a week and a half ago john i was sick you sent yeah. it out to me um this is like I th I want to say look at the size of this thing man this is <laughs> this is this is thick I I want to say that this sucker is thick yeah <laughs> I want to say it's like fourteen hundred pages um it's one of DC's biggest uh, omnibuses I I want to say fourteen hundred and four or fourteen seventy um at any rate the the you guys I think you still have a copy John uh, I'm um, still out right now I, I had are I you I had. Good I had a you. bunch of them total, and a bunch, and uh, one guy just grabbed the last copy this weekend um, because it's going to be, it, it's 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 a pop, it's like a, a memory, like a lot of people well, from their childhood remember the this. Thing I wanted down. to show out though, yeah. this actually has a fold out, the fold out page. Okay, right. So well, spoiler alert: Superman dies. Yeah. <laughs> At about 20, you know that that. Story. <laughs> um, but you know what? Listen, if you're going to get any more in. Um, I people should be checking a look at this. These are what they used to call whales, John. This is the fourth printing of yeah. this of this omnibus. This is the second printing like this, uh, with that fold-out gate cover, um, or page. So I want to say a big thank you to you. Um, and then I do know that I was I saw your Instagram stuff, uh, Facebook. Mm -hmm. Uh, you guys have got a bunch of omnibuses that are on sale at the store. So I would definitely recommend 
you guys check out the uh, the store and check out the audio because these are these are great. Honestly, you got I got some on my shelves there. I love I I love having these. Uh, they're a hell of a lot of fun. So big thanks to you guys and to you, John, for sending that out to me. Yeah, no, no, no sweat, Rob. Thank you. I think the uh, I think the guy at Canada Post is on uh, short term because of the the half of that box. <laughs> they, um, they are quite hefty. <laughs> yeah, this thing is fucking heavy. All right, buddy. Um, I got news for you, pal. All right. Um, hey, John. Uh, we got some big news out of Marvel Comics. Uh, Joe Case Quesada is leaving the House of M, the former editor-in-chief at Marvel, who became an executive uh, vice president and creative director in October of 2019, uh, where he actually got to work with Kevin Feige in Marvel Studios, announced last week that he was walking away from Marvel. Um, he has a massive and a long history with Marvel Comics. He started there in 1998, uh, along with Jimmy Palmiotti, and kicked off the Marvel Knights line back in 98 so i'm sure john you remember the marvel knights line where the punisher was like you know hunting ghosts and they really did kind of bring back daredevil uh and ghost rider uh so john yeah. does Quesada uh go down as one of comics all-time greats is he on the mount rushmore of comic creators i feel like yeah marvel has definitely uh been at, at, at the top i think if you were to put together your list of what's hot right and and throughout the years it's I feel like Marvel's always edged at DC. I'm sure it's up for debate. Um, so it's going to be very interesting. I feel like he's, like you said, he's been in charge for like, who was right before him? Do you remember? Uh, As an editor-in-chief, uh, it was yeah. uh, Bob Harris, I believe. Bob Harris, yeah, yeah. I remember you see him in the letters called all the time. Yeah. So it's only like maybe two guys that we've ever seen have this job. So to have a a third, like a new, a new face, or uh, who knows, maybe it'll be uh, someone else that we know step mm -hmm. into this role. It's going to be, it's going to be too crazy. Yeah, we haven't yeah. seen this in almost I don't know how long. It's it, yeah. ages. Yeah. Uh, well, hey John, you want to play a fun game? Yeah, sure. Okay. As we <laughs> who doesn't want to play a fun game? Yeah, <laughs> hey y'all, you want to play a lousy game? <laughs> uh, as we discussed in the past, Warner Brothers has merged with Discovery, and they have a new CEO who has said that he wants somebody to merge and oversee DC's publishing, television, and movie properties. Mm -hmm. Now, rumor has it, John. That Joe Quesada, who we just spoke about, is looking to expand his role in movies, given the work that he had done with Kevin Feige at Marvel. Whoa. Do you think Joe Quesada <laughs> would be a good fit for this new role? So, so his LinkedIn profile went from, uh, you know, employed for X amount of years to all of a sudden available. And then uh, DC was like, hey, 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 hey. Uh -huh. that <laughs> That's right. I don't know. That's I think right. we've seen this happen a couple times. It, it would be interesting to see if they could just mm -hmm. copy the formula and bring the same guy over. Um, but we have seen things like Bendis, you know, move from company to company. It doesn't quite achieve the same success he had when he had that Midas touch at Marvel. So interesting. I, I'm very interested, but I, I feel like a, every debate when I talk to people about Snyder cut, it could be about the Batman movie. It could be about whatever they need. They, they all, everyone unanimously agrees that they need someone in place like a Kevin Feige to unite or, or just kind of oversee all this brand. Yeah. So yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah. interestingly enough, there was an article that came out last week as well that Kevin Feige did have at the time when he was having a lot of problems with Ike Perlmutter at Marvel and he was battling with him, DC and Warners did have a few conversations with Feige and he was very close according to this article to pulling the trigger and jumping ship to DC and Warners. And apparently he still has fairly frequent conversations with them uh, because he does have a lot of friends over at Warner. So who knows, John, who knows? 
Um, speaking of Warner Brothers Discovery, the head of the movie division, Toby Emmerich, has stepped down and is being replaced by uh, Mike DeLuca and Pam Abdi. Uh, those names will mean nothing to you, John, nor should they. This is just me filling in some time for the news. Um, <laughs> Maybe if you said Pam Anderson, then I would have been like, oh, hold on a oh, second. What's going on? <laughs> uh, uh, hey, John, did you see the most recent Scream movie? It's like kind of titled Scream 5. No, no I did not. Okay. <laughs> I think we were debating on doing it, though, right? We were. When we, when we covered Scream back in the day, we were like, back in the day, like it was like a couple months ago, right? <laughs> yeah, it might have been a year ago. Who knows? Uh, well, word had come out today that franchise star Nev Campbell will not reprise her role as Sydney Prescott in Scream 6. Uh, uh, there are other former Scream characters returning for the sixth installment, including Courtney Cox. Now, when I wrote this, there wasn't a reason given. Um, but since I wrote this earlier this afternoon, John, apparently it's come out and Nev Campbell herself has has stated the producers just didn't want to pay her what she thought her value was. Uh, this is a franchise that's brought in well over a billion dollars collectively. She starred in all five of these movies. She asked for a certain figure. They said no. And she said, okay, well, I'm going to walk away. And they said, all right, see ya. So <laughs> don't let the door hit you. Well, you know, I, I think it was a bit of a problem, to be honest with you, John. I don't, you know, I who knows what the figure was. I highly doubt it was something astronomical. But I think she makes a point. Like, I am worth a certain amount of money. I think I should be paid fairly. Uh, so, John, are you sad to see Nev Campbell leave the Scream universe? Um, maybe this opens up the door to a, a, a crap sequel or something like that, or was wow. she wild things? Maybe the wild things will come back. I don't know. <laughs> With Denise Richards. Denise yeah. Richards. Is it, was it her Denise Richards? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's what's going down folks. But yeah, yeah. I think you're right. You, you made a good point there that she has been with this series since the beginning. It's, it's since 95. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, maybe one day we'll find out what that, whatever that number was. Uh, and finally, John, today kicked off the Netflix Geek Week, uh, where a whack of trailers dropped, including a sneak peek at Sweet Tooth Season 2, uh, the final season of Lock and Key, a new series titled 1899 from the creators of one of my fave shows, Dark. And I know Scott, I think Scott Graziano's in uh, in the chat. Scott, go check out the uh, trailer for 1899. It looks hella sick. Um, Resident Evil, John, there's a new Resident Evil show dropping out later this month. They, they debuted a trailer. Okay. Um, but what <laughs> one of our most anticipated, uh, John, is The Sandman. Uh, they dropped their trailer. Uh, the show itself comes out on August the 5th. Now, have you seen any of the trailers that Netflix released for day one of Netflix Geeked? No. No. Okay, perfect. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Rob. I know you sent the Sandman one. I didn't get a chance to check it out. I did. Oh. Uh, and that was the news. Um, I just wanted to... Scott asked me... Whoops. Oh, there you go, buddy. Scott asked me how much gutter loss. I think he was referring to oh, sorry, yeah. the Omnibus. Yeah. Um, people wondering what gutter loss is. is Generally, when you have like a splash page, you, you it's hard to see when you get the pages together. Um, there's no gutter loss really here, Scott. You want to know why, bud? Um, because this is printed in uh, Canada and the paper quality in binding is phenomenal. So no got a lot. No got a loss on that omnibus, Scott. Uh, that John's my news. Nothing in the gutters is what Rob says. Only my mind. <laughs> Only my mind. Thanks, so, Rob. Thank you very much for the news, Rob. Can I hit you with some clickbait stuff that I saw that you might have touched upon uh, somewhat? Dirty. Um, yeah. A little bit dirty, yeah. Uh, 
I saw a bunch of stuff posted. I don't know if it's just people with wishful thinking, but a lot of people said Amber Heard is now completely cut from the new Aquaman movie. What do you th- what do you think? Do you think that's just a smear campaign of some kind or some? some I think it's wishful thinking. Yeah. I think what do they have? Something like uh, eight million signatures of people who were like, "Please remove her." But yeah, yeah. and put Bruce Campbell trial, in. <laughs> during her trial, uh, Warner DC president Walter Hamada, and I, I've yeah, his, he was on there. Yeah, I think I've messed up his title, but he's like the head of DC properties uh, for the for Warner um, for the movie division. <laughs> he pretty much said her role is pretty limited in in the new movie. Um, so. You know, I how important is Mira to the show to the movie? I don't know, but whatever, man. I don't know. I, I you know what? I guess I choose to not wade into the uh, Amber Heard Johnny Depp because I feel like no matter what side you take, you're not. I, I we just won't look good. We won't look good if we're pro Depp. We're not going to look good if we're pro Heard. All I know is that she does nothing for me as an actress in her role. So I whatever, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I assumed it was just like some people uh, making some clickbait jokes. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, it did look like when when uh, the Walter testified that he was like, "No, this is what she's in in the movie." It had no bearing on uh, whatever was going on. So we'll we'll, we'll see. Time time will tell uh, <laughs> if she is uh, removed from the movie completely. Uh, I did see another clickbait article that said DC was going to focus everything on a new Superman. Uh, project with Henry Cavill, um, but it, it was, I saw that as well. It seemed to be short lived. I saw, I, I kind of saw it for like, a, like maybe an hour or so, and then it just disappeared. Um, I but, saw that article, yeah. so I think it was attributed to this new CEO over at Warner Discovery. And I, I apologize, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I, I guess during some type of an investor call or some conference call, whatever. He wondered aloud why the hell DC has just let Superman, Henry Cavill, like languish. Like, these are your big guns, your Batman, your Superman, your one. Like, the why are we not producing anything with these characters? And I think that that's kind of what you know. And he, he was just wondering aloud, you know, why are we producing the Wonder Twins, which he cut? Why are we doing some of these other things when we have bigger? ip so I, I you know will we ever see henry cavill again i think this new head of dc is probably uh of warner is would i think he we have a better chance with him uh in that role than we did before so we'll see all right that's all that's all i had for you Ralph. Uh, we'll, okay we'll save the rest for later so let's let's get rolling um if you didn't check out our review of top gun and you have seen top gun uh, check out their view. Uh, these guys were a little stingy and refused to give this movie a perfect score. Um, oh but God. I think this I think this movie is flawless, folks. Uh, yeah. So check that out. Uh, if you haven't seen it in theaters um, and you're comfortable to go see it in theater, definitely check it out on the biggest screen possible with the loudest sound possible. Yeah. Um, that's that's the way to see it. But, uh, you know, if you want to wait for it to come home, uh, I don't know when that's going to happen, but I'm actually going to purchase this physically for sure um and then uh we also did a review for obi-wan kenobi episodes one two three yeah um if you want to see a grown man have a massive brain fart <laughs> that was great <laughs> for like two and a half minutes and literally mumbling and stumbling over his words uh you just go ahead and watch that a rare sight of rob just basically getting 
blue screen of death and having to reboot. <laughs> and then it also proceeded to follow in his physical computer as well. So his brain yeah, it did it and then his computer followed. So check that out if even if you don't care for the Obi-Wan show or, or waiting for it to be completed. So uh, the last episode, of, not last episode, episode four is going to be airing this Wednesday alongside Miss Marvel. Alongside, I believe there's a Black Adam trailer that's supposed to drop on that Wednesday as well. So we'll, yep. a lot of content coming for you guys on Wednesday. So we'll see how that goes. But let's let's talk about we're going back. We're going oh, back boy, in boy. time, folks, um, to listen to some Huey Lewis talk about some that's right uh, skateboarding and some DeLorean action. So Rob, what what did we choose for our, our random uh, throwback movie? Uh, maybe some of you watched it. Maybe some of you got it burned into your memory. Um, but we're talking. What are we talking? Back to the future. We are talking three. back to the future. Uh, back to the future, John. Released July third, nineteen eighty-five. Uh, the movie was directed by Robert Zemeckis and executive produced by Steven Spielberg. I'm not sure if you've heard about that guy or not. Uh, uh, never but, heard of him. He's new, right? Uh, with a budget of nineteen million dollars, <laughs> the movie went on to make three hundred eighty-nine million dollars at the box office, starring Canadian Michael J. Fox who is still starring in the hit TV series Family Ties. Um, Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown, Crispin Glover, and Leah Thompson. Now, it's no secret, John, uh, that the role of Marty McFly was originally played by Eric Stoltz, who was replaced with uh, Fox about seven weeks into production, uh, causing a number of scenes to be reshot. Now, Fox was working during the days on Family Ties, then shot scenes for Back to the Future at night and on weekends. He only had me about three hours of sleep each night. And apparently the Teamsters literally carried him into the car, drove him back to the family ties and would lift him out of the car and carry him into the family ties uh, change room for him to have a quick shower and makeup for, for uh, a full day of shooting. So uh, that guy was literally dying for his craft. Um, now, John, here's what's, what's it called? It's called, burn, it's called burning the candle. Burning both ends, uh, right? both ends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now here's a list of other actors who were considered for Marty. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Don't forget, this is 1985, John. Okay. John Cusack. Yeah. Okay. Steve Thomas Howell. The aforementioned Johnny Depp. Ralph Macchio, John. <laughs> Ralph Macchio starting in Back to the Future would have been hilarious. All right. Go ahead. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> okay. John Cryer. A very young Ben Stiller. <laughs> um, Peter DeLuise, who was Dom DeLuise's son and was also in 21 Jump Street with Johnny Depp. Billy Zane. Uh, who actually is in this movie as one of Biff's henchmen. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Um, Matthew Modine, who is in Stranger Things currently. And this one kind of threw me for a loop, John. Corey Hart, who declined oh. to audition. He's like, Sunglasses no, at night guy? Wearing my sunglasses at night. <laughs> um, would have been a different other, soundtrack. <laughs> that's right. Other actors considered for Doc Brown were Jeff Goldblum, John Lithgow, <laughs> Dudley okay. Moore, Ron Silver, Robin Williams, John Cleese, Mandy uh, Batinkin, um, Gene Hackman, and James Woods. Uh, now, John, the movie was released on VHS May 22nd, 1986. And I bring this up because at the end of the movie, it famously said on the VHS, to be continued. But this was only added to the VHS release and not theatrical. However, Bob Zemeckis and Bob Gale, who was the other writer and producer on the movie, were really pissed that Universal had done that. And they asked them to remove it from every subsequent home release. So 
if you watch it on DVD, if you watch it on Blu-ray, even if you watched it on the streaming services, either it was Netflix or Amazon Prime, you will not see that mm-hmm. to be continued because they wanted it to preserve the original intent of the movie to leave you hanging because they really didn't know if they were going to make uh, any others. So uh, I thought that to be kind of interesting. If you were, if you have the original VHS, you will have that to be continued. Um, now, as we know, John, the movie spawned two sequels, an animated show, comics, toys, lunchboxes, and new merchandise, which is still being released to this day. Uh, it has made the DeLorean one of the most recognized vehicles in cinematic history. Uh, and I know we're going to talk about the car in moments. Maybe <laughs> with, uh, I hit critically when it was released. Uh, and according to Rotten Tomatoes, currently has a 96% critic score and a 94% audience score. So, John, let me ask you. When you hit 88 miles per hour, did you see some serious shit? <laughs> Gonna see some serious shit, Marty. They drop uh, quite a few swear words. I, I feel like they drop a, a whole bunch of shit bombs. I guess, would you call it shit bombs? I don't know what you call it. Um, but yeah. Uh, okay, so we, we re-watched the movie, if I could talk today. Uh, I can never talk, but it'd be nice if one day I could. Um, <laughs> rewatching of this movie. Um, does it still hold up? It's this movie is like a 35 year old movie, so you do have to grade on look at Rob doing the math. Am I right? Yeah. Am well, right, it's right? Almost, in 1985, it's, it's actually more than that, it's almost 40 years old. Holy Jesus, I lost five years. Um, so this is a 40 year old movie, folks. Almost, yeah. so yeah. some things aren't going to hold up quite as well. But the charm of this movie, and I think a lot of it rests on Michael J. Fox, um, and and also in part, uh, the, the Doc Brown, Christopher Lloyd's, uh, their, their chemistry together, although it, it does make you question the relationship between them in, as characters in the movie, it's kind of weird. Uh, but his his chemistry, or and, and just Michael J. Fox is amazing in this movie. I think you would almost, even if you had issues with the plot and some of the other characters and stuff like that, because uh, I feel like a lot of the supporting cast wasn't as strong as as uh, Fox just, just tearing it up. Uh, on this and i think the rumor is that it costs like three million to do the refilm or the reshoots yeah so, the original budget yeah. was 14 million and then they came in at 19 because yeah it was actually an extra five million to do those reshoots with michael j fox yeah yeah so so an expensive price tag but i think 100 percent worth it um i did yeah. watch some of those clips with the other gentleman um and it's it's a much more serious performance and i feel like yeah. uh this movie would have wouldn't enjoy this cult status it would be more along the lines of uh charlie sheen's the wrath or something like that yeah yeah the wrath whatever you want to call it where, where it's more of like kind of like a semi-horror thing but this, but this yeah. rests more as an adventure comedy yeah uh, so i i really enjoy watching this uh it i don't think it is as much in my like all-time favorites of the 80s as, okay. as some other people I, I think i was a little too drawn towards the action Arnold Schwarzenegger guys, but man, uh, Michael J. Fox is man, young kid doing, doing the comedy, doing the action, uh, really, really carried a lot of this movie. And I was, it was really fun to watch him again. So if I'm ever going to dust this movie off again, I'm definitely going to watch uh, for his performance. Uh, Rob, uh, I'm sure you own this one multiple. Did you ever, did you see in theaters? I never saw in theaters. I definitely watched it on the VHS and it probably had that uh, no. continue. I- no, I don't think so. Uh, so 85, I would have been nine. Um, so I don't think I went to the theaters and see it. I do remember seeing it on VHS. But John, one of my first memories of seeing this movie, so I grew up in a small town. So did you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's not really a small town anymore. It was Uxbridge, Ontario. But back then it was a small town. What they used to do, John, is 
they used to have like this uh, by the city hall. Um, every summer for six or eight weeks, they would show movies. It was like the old school reel to reels. Uh, you oh. paid two dollars a ticket, and they had people with fresh popcorn, and they had no. You would sit on the floor as a yeah. kid. You just sit on the floor of this wooden, old school wooden floor, and you'd be watching these movies on projection. I remember watching this movie uh, that that one summer um, on like old school reel to reel. Like they brought in the you know, and, and we'd watch it. Um, this movie for me, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like there's a certain amount of movies throughout the, my the, my history of as a movie movie file or cinephile or movie going guy that I could probably look at that have you know have influenced me in some capacity. And as a forty set, what am I forty six year old guy now looking at this movie? I started to realize there's probably things in my life that I'm like, holy shit! I don't think I ever realized how influential that movie was on me growing up as a kid. Um, I find it to be more charming the older I get. Um, I find nuances like the whole idea about meeting your parents in the past is always like intrigued. I always thought it was kind of funny, but now <laughs> as as a dad with a kid who's thirteen and a daughter who's ten, like I often think, you know, like I don't know, just for me, maybe I'm the only one, but I'm often like I think. I thought about that when I was a kid. And I often wonder, like now that my son watches it, he's watched the movie a couple of times. If he also thinks, so I wonder what it'd be like to go back in time to meet your dad. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I actually, you know, I <laughs> your I, dad I, in a tree. Peeping yeah, Tom my dad. On your mom. <laughs> I would be the person. You'd be like, you're a peeping Tom. This is a big no-no nowadays. I, I wonder what the rewrite on that scene would look like if they redid this movie. Um, but you know, it's funny because you mentioned the, um. You mentioned Michael J. Fox and his charm uh, carrying this movie. But the one thing I noticed, John, I actually think that most of these actors do a fantastic job. Like, it doesn't feel like they're acting. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, even Crispin Glover as George McFly. Is he the like, When he was carrying that laundry and he's like into the backyard and he's stringing it up and he's talking to Marty about... Well, you know, Lorraine doesn't want me to go. She's not going to ask me to go to the dance. Like it all felt so organic. And what really stuck out to me, John, is that I, after watching, I think Gord's still in the chat and maybe he'll agree or disagree with me. But after watching Stranger Things recently, I've really come to appreciate how well-crafted Stranger Things world of the 80s, they've captured that sense of wholesomeness that you get in these movies and even in the dialogue, even if you, I went back, we watched the first season again of stranger things and the wholesomeness and the, the gosh, darn, the shucks, the, the, everything about back to the future. You can see yeah. that DNA. Heavy. <laughs> it was just, yeah. Like doc Brown, like Christopher Lloyd's mannerisms, mm -hmm. like, you know, his facial expressions, like this movie is charming as fuck, John. Um, like this is I I love this movie. I feel like this is one of these ones where I the more I watch it in different points of my life, the more I'm so appreciative that it was ever made in the first place. Because I think I appreciate it more now as a 46 year old guy than I did when I saw it a few years ago. Than when I did when I all the way back to when I was a nine year or ten year old kid in Uxbridge. So um, I'm really happy this movie exists because I love this movie. <laughs> No, I, th I think it's, I think it is like it's a it's a time capsule, and it's and it just embodies like I think a hundred percent I got a skateboard because of this movie. 
and I'm sure parents were knew about skateboards because of this movie. Um, so it's it's pretty cool. But I feel like for some reason, for me, Back mm-hmm. to the Future Two is the one that I remember more from my youth. So okay. I think if we were to jump ahead and watch Back to the Future Two, yeah, I would I would have more of the nostalgia drug than I do have for this first one. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's go to the so yeah. So Gord says it still holds up. Lewis says he never tires of watching this movie. Uh, Sarah says she loves this movie. Yeah, it, I, I feel like some of these movies, and it's same thing goes with like music and stuff. Some of these things can just transport you back in time. Yeah, and I think I think one hundred percent this movie is one of those movies that you start watching it, um, and you almost want to go start digging through your garage and pulling up all your old stuff from from the eighties. So if if a movie has that power over you, um, I definitely would love to get one of those Toyota trucks. Uh, yeah. from the movie man those things are actually highly desired and highly collectible right now um so i would hundreds get one of those uh but let's talk a little bit about the delorean uh delorean delorean, DeLorean. did you ever no, watch DeLorean. the documentary i did yeah i did watch the documentary on the delorean there's also uh there's a couple of movies uh out there about it as well i've seen all of those um yeah. uh yeah lewis see now lewis picked up Eat, uh, the De- Lego DeLorean. I missed out. I do go back onto the Lego website every couple of days to take a look to see if it's available and it's still uh, temporarily sold out. Yeah. Um, so I, I got. I, I would love to get that. that yeah, that I, re- I remember building the model car. Okay. Uh, from I, I think I think all my stuff is from the second one though. The it was like a, one of those ETR or Toll or whatever. Uh, maybe a. Maybe a metal kit or something like that. And I butchered that thing. I was like a young kid, painted random stuff orange and all that kind of stuff. So if I ever find it, it probably looks like trash, but I'll definitely post it. Um, but they did recently reveal the new DeLorean, Rob. Um, yeah. I don't know if you saw the pictures of that. Do you think if they made a reboot of this movie, they would have to use the classic or they, could they update it and use this new one? I don't know. Right. I'm not really too sure. It's a good question because at the time when they made this movie, the DeLorean was like you know it was like a a monster uh story do you know what i'm saying like it wasn't a highly sought after car there's a lot of problems with it um it was kind of i guess the laughing stock um uh, of of the automakers and so you know it looked super futuristic but it was not a very reliable vehicle yeah yeah um, I, I think it's i think it's these gullwing doors that's that's 100% why it got uh chosen for this movie and what yeah. helped what helps it look futuristic when he pops it open in the movie? Yeah. Um, so, so I don't I don't know if they'll ever remake uh, if if they were to remake the movie, would they ever use a modern day DeLorean? I highly doubt it. But you do raise a point about reboots, and the question was okay. So there, Lewis is saying I think there was the thing about never rebooting this franchise. Yes. Yeah, so this is one of those movies where you kind of are surprised, John, when you're getting a lot of these re revisiting or reboots of these IPs from the eighties. You're like, well, I'm surprised that there's been no Back to the Future. Well, apparently Bob Gale and Bob Zemeckis, who both own the rights in, in conjunction with Universal, have said they will never redo this series whatsoever. Now, we've seen some commercials and we've seen, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we've seen Lloyd uh, and Fox get back together with uh, Leah Thompson and whatnot um, uh, for, for, for some commercial stuff and commercial work. But Aside from from that, as a movie, they said that they'll never reboot this this uh, this series as franchise. Now, not to be morbid, I don't know if that will hold true once they, you know, pass on to the next uh, the next realm. 
Um, but while they're both of them are still alive, they're very firm that you will not see a reboot or a revisit of this franchise cinematically. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. So we'll leave that to the mystery box. But um, I, I think the the gullwing doors aren't as uh, uh, unique anymore. We got these Teslas running around, and, and that's true. And and they and they'll, and the pop opener and a whole bunch of kids will come running out. It doesn't have that same mystique. Maybe we'll have to go with the Lambo scissor doors or. Or I don't know. Maybe you have to drop out of the. No doors. No, they drop <laughs> down. The door, doors drop. Oh, down. they drop down. Yeah, yeah, and you hop out. Um, I feel like that's a yeah. That maybe that's an unexplored territory. Um, but let's let's talk about let's go on to the cast then. Since you've mentioned the cast, um, obviously we know Michael J. Fox, um, charming as hell. Um, crazy that he made such a career and he was uh, I guess he's shorter than your than your average uh movie star like you can see yeah. guys are just towering over them i think he's like five foot five or something like that yeah um but yeah no none of the kind of like stuff that they pulled with tom cruise they weren't trying to make him look taller in his career yeah, i don't no think ever to yeah. put him up on top of yeah 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 i don't think they ever did that i don't think he ever rocked a you know a super toned muscular body and i, I think maybe it, like it's 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 crazy and then they, he yeah. got to be so successful in so many movies um but uh, what about christopher lloyd i feel like that guy he he got to that certain point of aging and then he just stopped, right? Yeah, he looks virtually the same. Well, I did. I, I I wanted to know how old he was when he filmed that movie. So he was um he was forty six when he filmed that movie. Mm-hmm. So he's my age, John. He was my age. He was was Doc Brown? And that it's kind of crazy. I mean, I think prior to that, if you if you remembered the TV show Taxi, um, with Tony Danza and um. Um, the guy who played the penguin, Danny DeVito. Um, cool. Yeah, he was he was one of the guys, and you know Andy Kaufman. He was one of the guys in Taxi, but he wasn't. He was a bit of a bit player. Um, if you're a Star Trek fan, you remember he was in Star Trek. Frasier, you're gonna have to help me out. I want to say <laughs> Frasier Lewis. I want to jump in on this. <laughs> I want to say five, uh, maybe even earlier than that. He played yeah. a Klingon. Um, but yeah, I mean, Christopher Lloyd was, well, I guess you could say he was somewhat of a kind of known, but not, he wasn't an A-list actor by any means. However, uh, Star Trek three, he was just such a, he was funny as hell, man. Like when I said his facial expressions, so you know, the scene where he, he shows Marty, here's what I've devised. I've built the town square. It's not to scale, uh, you know. He was, yeah. you know, play part, you know. It was hilarious, but when when the the wind up car goes flying off, it's on fire, and his his, his eyes go really wide. He's like, Ooh, like that, like he freaks out, right? Uh, and you know, he, you know, with the um, it, it, it catches. He's got like a bin of like just extremely flammable shit just right. sitting in the corner, and this yeah. car goes straight into it. Again. And I was like. Wait, I don't remember if this whole house burns down in this movie or not, but he managed to put it out. But yeah, he's yeah, he's great. His expressions, I think, towards the end when he's doing the the whole plug thing, and then oh he gets God. it, and then the other part unplugs. He's just like, <laughs> and, and that was actually like on the edge. Of, I was like on the edge of my seat. I was like, actually, how does he do this? I don't remember at all. Does he slide down? Does like someone else plugging it at the bottom? Does he jump into a bush or something like that? So exactly. he's, he's he's his facial expressions are great. But what? So I didn't find the supporting cast as strong especially the crispin glover as george mcfly i don't know maybe i just didn't i didn't i didn't i wasn't feeling his performance at all but who do you who do you like as supporting guest do you like him as george mcfly or do you do you really like yeah him? i did uh, i i thought he was really funny i thought leah thompson as his mom was le- i mean I'm, I'm your 
density or I'm something like he's doing like a can of Reeves, like a poor man's can of Reeves. That's right. Um, I I thought he was really funny. I thought it was just, I mean, you know, uh, I thought the principal Strickland was oh, yeah. <laughs> nothing but a slacker, McFly, <laughs> like that. You know who's who made me laugh? I I like belly laugh is the guy who played Leah Thompson's dad. So essentially <laughs> Marty McFly's grandfather. He's sitting there, he's watching the television and Marty takes off because Leah Thompson starts like grabbing his leg under the table and he's like, oh, I'm out of here. And he takes off. And, and his mom's a little bit of a horn dog back then. <laughs> yeah. And, his, and, and her mom's like, you know, man, that Marty's a strange He's a strange kid, and he's like, he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he hits him with the car, he's like, he's, he's like calling to the wife, he's like, wow, ah, this kid jumped in front of my car or something. Like another one, <laughs> yeah, another one. These kids keep jumping in front of my car, like it's like, but but literally, he just fell out of the sky, and like, so it wasn't really his fault. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think that was yeah, great performance. Yeah, so I kind of I kind of feel you. Maybe I just didn't like the way that this George guy was coming out. Uh-huh. I mean, I'll have to watch it again. Like like I said, this was not a movie that was on repeat for me. Um yeah. so I, I've probably only seen it a handful of times uh, and probably enjoyed more of the uh side stuff, like the video games and all that kind of stuff. Um, but what about uh let's talk a little bit about the 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 director, Rob. I think you're gonna be more familiar with this guy, Robert Zemeckis, um, and his uh body of work does the, was this was this a cool project for him? I think you've done a lot of kind of different movies, right? Yeah, he That's did. You know, I, I can't think of what he did beforehand, but I want to say that he wasn't overly successful as a director. Leading yeah, he did Ro- Romancing the Stone. But that was before is, this. Is, is yeah, right, right before this. Okay. Nineteen eighty four. He does Romancing the Stone, okay. and then he does this movie, and then he follows it up with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, um, I think that was just before it's, Lloyd, before its time. It was it was very uh, yeah. yeah. It was clever, and then Back to the Future, and then just a whole bunch of uh, Forrest Gump. He did Forrest Gump. Oh yeah, he movie. really takes off after yeah. Castaways. Yeah, Beowulf, like a lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, anything to say about this particular director on this movie? No, I, I think he's got a he's got a keen eye. I think that like I've watched those special features in the past. I've seen there was a bunch of documentaries that came out a couple of years ago for its 35th anniversary. So I watched a lot of those. I mean, the movie went through numerous reshots. In fact, actually, John. I think isn't there a the movies that made us uh, did Back to the Future, Um, and so you know it's really cool to to kind of I think they did I think it's kind of cool to go back and watch some of that stuff like the trials and tribulations of getting this movie even made the rewrites uh, everything of that nature but I think you know and this is going to sound very cliche but you know, sometimes you get lightning get, you know, in a bottle. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think this is a situation where you had the perfect writers, the perfect producers, the perfect director, the perfect cast, inclusive of the fact that they had Eric Stoltz originally in that role. And they swapped him out with Marty McFly. Like if not for everything coming together, this movie would not be what it was. Yeah. Sorry. There's mention of the, the, the back to the future telltale games. I don't know if you ever played that. It was like interactive, uh, Almost like a quest style game. Uh, I own it. I own the physical copy, but uh, yeah, see, some uh, a guy in a guy in real life is saying that it is available digitally. So we'll have to double check that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I remember it was. It had a guy doing a very good imitation of uh, Marty's voice. Um, yeah, but yeah. So uh, before we move on to our favorite scenes, do, were you okay with some of the like? I know a lot of people have brought issues. The, the peeping Tom. 
uh, Marty's dad, the kind of uh, weirdness of Marty's mom, the Leah Thompson character. I don't know why they take off his pants at one point. Uh, I remember that sticking out in my mind when I was a kid. Why did they take off his pants and look at? Well, yeah, why is he lying in bed? Why is he? Yeah, look, did, so did she take off his pants? Did the dad take off his pants? Like, what? What is going on here? Um, right. <laughs> and then, yeah, the the whole thing, like Biff, uh, is basically going to assault her at the end, and then, yeah. and then, and then they're still friends later on. Like, what's going on here? Right. So, yeah. Did, do you have any issues with any of that stuff, or was that just a part of its time? I guess. Um, yeah, Martin, so, um, Martin checks out a lot of girls, right? I think he's like checking out a girl, and then his girlfriend like pulls his face. He's like, "Hey, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, keeping focus." And he's like looking at these two girls who are in complete eighties like workout wear, like they like they came from um, the twenty minute workout. Uh, yeah, and his girlfriend like moves his face over to kind of re refocus. I mean, that in real life, like if I if you were dating your wife at the time before you got and you did that, she would have slapped you, man. Uh, I know my wife would have knocked me the fuck out. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny because when I was watching it and I was, I didn't really think too much of the Peeping Tom um, aspect of it. It was more of Biff in the car, essentially trying to like manhandle um, uh, Lorraine. And I was like, you know, I don't know how that holds up, like how that translates nowadays. But I also have to remember it is not reflective of the eighties. It was reflective of the fifties. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that that's an important <laughs> distinction as well. Um, because I, you know, I, I, you know, listen, I wasn't alive in the fifties, but in, in movies and shows that you see, that seems to be somewhat reflective of how men treated women back then. And still do to a sort I guess, a certain extent. Um, but so it doesn't really bother me because I, I, I do think that it, you know, this is a movie that takes place now, you know, way, way, way back further than what than what we are in, in current times. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I guess don't put too much stock in it. It's a product of its of its time, and uh, I'm sure there would be changes if it, it was brought back uh, brought back somehow. Uh, but so let's let's jump. Okay, to but our... don't forget, John. It was a product of its time, reflective of the '50s, not reflective of the yeah. '80s. Because even Marty says when he's trying working out that plan with with uh his dad he's like now you're gonna come in and he's like i'm gonna get you know uh and he's like what are you what are you gonna be doing he goes well girls from where i'm from girls don't like it when guys try to take advantage so i think in the 80s they were making a very poignant uh mm -hmm. understanding that you know where he's from this that type of shit doesn't fly so that's why i think it's an important to remember that it again it doesn't take place in the 80s it takes place in the 50s yeah yeah, and I think if they were to remake this movie, I don't think they would go all the way back to the 50s because we're so uh, far past that. But anyways, um, it was cool. Let's get into, uh, uh, I guess, favorite scenes. Um, do, you, do you have a particular favorite scene, Rob? Um, well, I, you actually, I mean, I had such an appreciation for that end scene of Christopher Lloyd. Like, <laughs> listen, man. From the moment, like, you know, the car's not starting, you know, and he smashes his head on the steering wheel. And, you know, how, I think they cut back five times to him driving down the same road. He, he's, this is the long-ass road uh, for the finale and almost as long as that Fast and the Furious road. Um, but yes, like, how, like, literally, it was a very tense moment when I was like, folks, yeah, and drop your favorite scenes in the comments so, so we can kind of cover the ones that you guys want to talk about. Um, but yeah, when he's, like, he's trying to struggle with that plug, I'm like, how does he pull this off? Literally. And then it's like stuck on the tree. I'm like, God damn. Uh, but I would I would I would have just yanked it. Right. And that would pull the other plug out 100 percent for sure. Um, so that's why you do the kind of you 
I, I think I've done it before. You nod it over the cord and then you plug it in. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if they need to do it, but I'm like, I'm like, if I had to do this, the timing is never going to work. I'm never going to be on the time. Like I would fail. I would fail. I wouldn't have been and able to do like, it. Yo, does he get electrocuted when he think he puts the thing together? I couldn't remember if he becomes the circuit and he's holding yeah. it or he, he actually plugs it in. But in the movie, he actually plugs it in and kind of gets a little shock uh, from it. Um, but yeah, that that's a great scene. I, I don't think you can get more because iconic than that. It builds up the tension, right? It builds up the tension. I had a yeah. smile on my face because... I was loving his performance. Again, that scene wouldn't have the same type of tension. You had the clock ticking, yeah. Marty's driving, the, it's not plugging in, and he plugs yeah. it in, he sees it's it's you know caught underneath the trees, like in his fate. Like it was absolutely as you said, it was the longest road, it was the longest way to get there. <laughs> and, but man, it was just edge of your seat, like fun, fun and exciting, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, I I really like the the first scene where he uh where he fights Biff, so he kind of he, he trips him. Uh, mm -hmm. I think when he's about to go after uh, his dad, yeah, and then he kind of gets a kind of like, hey, look over here, and then gets a, like a sucker punch in and just runs off, and then he creates skateboarding. There's a there's a bunch of kids with wooden crates on top of these skateboards, and he snaps it off. Yeah, and he just goes skateboarding, and then he like starts grabbing onto cars and stuff like that, and then he hits the manure thing, and then the manure falls on, which was I think one of the funniest things when you were a kid. This whole uh, manure getting all over the bad guy was like the yeah. funniest scene ever. Um, I do question, uh, Rob, part of part of Doc Brown's story on how he developed the flux capacitor is a little bit shady. He says he's like standing on top of his toilet to hang uh, a photo or something. Have you ever had the need or desire to ever stand on any part of your toilet to do something? Oh, but have you ever stood <laughs> on top of a, of a, of a chair that swivels? I saw my daughter yeah. standing on her chair, her swivel <laughs> chair in a room, trying to turn her. The oh, my daughter loves to do that. On. Yeah, they stand on it and they kind yeah. of like swing around. Like, yeah, this is the most dangerous thing I've ever done. Um, but yeah, yeah but you know, there's like, so there's a, like, um, you know, you go back to some nuances. Uh, the band, the Marvin Berry band, mm -hmm. he calls his cousin Chuck. He's like, this <laughs> is the, I'm your cousin Marvin. <laughs> you know that sound you're looking for? <laughs> right, Chuck Berry, right? Um, I mean, every, I, listen, I, I, uh, I don't know how old I was. It was maybe just a number of years ago, John. I was well, yeah. probably in my early forties, late thirties when I, f I realized beginning of the movie to the twin pines mall. Remember he knocks out that one pine tree when he goes back in time, when oh, he goes yeah, back yeah. in time, he, he, he plows through one of the trees at the, when he goes back to the future in 85 and he sees, you know, doc Brown get shot down by the Libyans it's the lone pine tree mall. Because <laughs> he killed the tree. Because <laughs> he shook the trees out. He took the one tree out. Like, like that to me is hilarious. Like, there are so many little things in that, you know, in the movie. You're like, hey, he's going to be mayor. And he goes, that's right. I'm going to be mayor. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was definitely the most over the top, um, uh, you know. Performance? Yeah, product of his time. Also, like, kind of playing up the stereotype. But it, it was still really funny to see. Um uh, I'd like th that phone scene. Did they make fun of that phone scene in Ninja Turtles as well when Vanilla Ice is singing Ninja Rap? Does some guy grab the phone and go, hey, check this out or something like that? I swear it's in there. Maybe we'll have to put Ninja Turtles 2 on, on our viewing schedule. If anyone remembers that, uh, le let me know. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, a, a guy who says uh, he, that, that the, the skateboard scene gives, gives off a uh, Vibes from that uh, Boba Fett scene. I think oh. if we were to get to Back to the Future 2 and the 
fake hoverboard scenes that would 100% yeah. look the exact same. Um, I'm trying to think of what, what else was like anything else really, really funny that we want to talk about before we move on from, from this. Well, part? I mean, even when he crashes into the barn and the, and the kids like, Quit, Paul, before he takes human shape like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just starts blasting with the shotgun. It's yeah. like the craziest thing ever that he just has to pull the DeLorean and, and take off. <laughs> oh, man. What what about the music, Rob? How do you, how do you feel about this uh, Huey? Uh, it's Huey Lewis, Huey right? Lewis. Huey, Lewis yeah, yeah. Huey, Huey Lewis was the guy uh, in the gymnasium when uh, Marty was trying out a battle of the bands. Like, he looked to his left, he looked to his yeah, right. He's the one to check somebody up. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry, sorry, you're just too damn loud. That was Huey Lewis. Um, you know what? It was nice because the song wasn't overly used in the movie. Like, it was played a few times throughout the movie. Um, but I think it added to it, right? Because um, it was mostly the, the hook that was played. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was all right. I thought the music was great. I mean, it the orchestral aspect of that movie, like the theme of that movie. Yeah. You, it's in your head, you know, you hear it everywhere, you know, it's so, it's kind of like, you know, you have Star Wars, you have the Superman, the movie, even 89 Batman, I think argument can be made that, you know, Back to the Future's theme is is also oh, yeah. ingrained in our memory. Yeah, breaks, yeah, right? da, 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 da. yeah, they could, they could play that all the time. Yeah, I think they yeah. play it throughout all three movies. Yeah, they do. If, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, so, all right. So that's the music. That's the scenes. Um, I don't know if I had anything else. Rob, uh, let me see. Yeah. We talked to, yeah. Would you, would you, would you want to see a remake of this movie? No. Do, do you think it's the best out of all three movies? For sure. This first one is the strongest, right? Yeah. I, I there's a lot of people who love number two way more. Like for them, yeah. number two is like their empire. Right. Like, um, and I'm not sure I, I, for me, I think the magic of number one is just timeless. I really do enjoy number two, but number one for me is, is probably my, is my fave. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think I would have to rewatch two, but I, I think I know in my heart that number one is the better, is the better movie. I think two, I just remember more because of the hoverboards and the going to the future, the sports almanac yeah. uh, gimmick and, and, and old old Biff. I remember old Biff being pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so well, and then revisiting the events of number one. Yeah. Of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta get to go back and then yeah, he get he, he has to avoid running into himself, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you almost get both movies in one. So you get a rehash of the first movie and the second movie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I'd have to see. Um I, I actually remember not minding all these movies. Um even the third one, I kind of remember it. The third one, I remember the third one fondly. <laughs> I went to the theater to see. I went to the theater to see the third one. Um, it, it's my least favorite. Yeah. Of the three movies, and I'm a guy who likes westerns. You would think I would like mm -hmm. it, but I just. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I was just a kid, and I remember like yeah. Ninja Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the third one as well, Turtles in Time. Oh is, God. Which is one of the most atrocious things you can watch right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you ever go, even just even just visually, even if you don't watch the plot, um, it's 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 horrible. So yeah, uh, Lewis says he liked all three, so that's that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of people don't mind three. So uh, I don't know if we're ever going to put it on our rewatch, um, but uh, I think that's I think that's all we got for Back to the Future, uh, unless we start talking about it as a as a complete trilogy, which I think we'll 
we'll have to save for another time. Uh, Rob, it was a good summer movie, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, and yeah. Uh, I think yeah, because th this this was like a blockbuster back then, right? Like it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was released in uh, what did I say? July, right? Yeah, 80, 85, Yeah, eighty five. Yep. Yeah, so that would have been right, and and people probably would have saw it multiple times. You probably would have yep. went right back to the theater, bought another ticket, looped back around. That's uh, right. But yeah, back in so, time. Yeah, back back in time. I, I think it it is it's the best time travel movie. Do you think? Would you choose another time travel movie? Would you choose something more modern, like a Looper, which I don't remember at all, or a Time Cop? <laughs> I think we've already established Time Cop was not as good on the rewatch. Right. No, um, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Tenet? No. Would, would, would Tenet qualify as a time travel movie? No. Well, no. yes, it would, but it's not. I don't know. I, I will, I'm now hard pressed to have to think of a time travel movie that would End, be. Endgame? Endgame is considered a time travel movie, is it not? I guess it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Definitely not Looper. <laughs> Thank you. I, I saw that movie and I don't remember it at all. So, definitely, I don't know why it just came to mind, but whatever. Uh, Terminator, I guess it's considered a time travel movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think this is the most fun for sure. Uh, yeah, we should do definitely do some of time travel. Like like Rob said, that's one of his 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 things. Time travel movies always always, always get you. It always Star gets you Trek Four isn't that where they they uh, or is it five when they go back in time into San Francisco? Maybe it was to save four. the whales. Yeah, I think that's four. I think that's I know four. that one. Yeah, hot tub yeah. time machine. Yeah, shout out to Frazier. Uh, uh, hot tub time no Excellent adventure. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so we, we could go on and on about this. Uh, so Rob, you had suggested something that we go and rewatch. Um, we're, we're looking for a little bit of input, folks. Uh, Rob, you had suggested uh, the original Avengers movie, right? Um, I think I did, said... but yeah, I did, but you were uh, you oh, is that what we're doing? I don't know. I, I kind of was thinking Infinity War. Or Endgame went along the lines because I've only ever seen those movies once. Um, Avengers, I I feel like I have seen it a couple of times. Um, All right, so well then let's just some... well we can we can do Infinity War. I mean, are we we're doing them two separately. You can't do them. We can't have one night dedicated to both movies. We can't. I got a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I think we should do. I kind of want to do Infinity War. Uh, let us okay. know in the comments, folks, it. if you're down with Infinity War, because I feel like I've watched the original Avengers a bunch of times, and I haven't watched. And everyone keeps talking about them. When I when we watch Doctor Strange, all these other, they're like, oh, my top three list is, you know, Infinity War, Endgame, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and I only saw them once, and I feel like I, for some reason I wasn't feeling them uh, at the time. So I feel like they are definitely worth a rewatch. Re um, yeah. yeah. I'm down. Yeah. Infinity War. It's on Disney yeah. Plus right now. Okay, so we'll go Infinity War, folks. Uh, ignore my gif that I made uh, next week of Original Avengers. Uh, you can watch that in your own time. Uh, but we're going to go to Infinity War. We're going to stick with something superhero-y, and then maybe we'll switch it up uh, coming up. Uh, we'll have to do Endgame after that. I guess we do have to do Endgame, because then we have to eventually do Thor Ragnarok, right, Rob? Yeah. Because, because the new Thor, Love and Thunder, comes out in July. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how much time we have between then, but we figured we'd do a quick uh, rewatch of the end of that era of the Marvel Universe. There you go. Yeah, and and I guess any game will be our next time travel movie. So maybe we will have a summer of time travel movies. Uh, Lewis wants us to watch Back to the Future 2 and 3. Um, you can do that. <laughs> As I'm sure you're going to do it anyways, uh, but I, I think I might put Back to the Future 2 on mm -hmm. uh and, and kind of revisit that. Uh, but thanks, Rob. We're all glad you're feeling good or, or yeah, better. I'm all right. Let's say you're feeling better. Feeling you're all back right. to have some yeah. fun with us. 
Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, everybody that filled in while Rob was gone. We'll have to get to Appreciate some it. game playing again. We'll have to see if Rob uh, could possibly dominate the, the trivia style game. And I've got a other, couple other games uh, up my sleeves for us to give it a go. Uh, so thank you, everybody. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, we'll catch Appreciate you guys it. on the last time. Thank you, everybody in the chat. Uh, where's the button? Here's the button.